Hey everyone and welcome to The Year Was, the podcast all about today that gives you just enough information to effectively be that guy at the party causing all your friends to question, hey, who invited you? Like, seriously, why are you here? I'm your host Michael Montalvo and for the next few minutes we will swim through the river of time to find out what makes it a truly unique. In this episode we examine the events that occurred April 28. The one and only Muhammad Ali is something of a controversial figure. Generally considered one of boxing's all-time greats, Ali, born Cassius Clay, took up the sport at 12 and spent his early career working his way through the ranks before winning Olympic gold in the 175-pound division in Rome in 1960. He entered the professional world of boxing and became known for his charisma outside the ring, utilizing his charm and personality and even poetry to create a persona all of its own. But inside the ring was a different story. He held his guard low, he backed away from punches, he dodged his opponents so that they would tire themselves out, then he would go in for the attack. But he often fought veterans of boxing or those who did not stand out no one really of note. And then he fought Sonny Liston. On February 25, 1964, Ali, then going by Cassius Clay, faced Liston, who was one of the most powerful and intimidating figures in the sport at the time. Part of the plan Clay had was to psychologically attack Liston before the fight, which caused him to come out swinging. But the swiftness of Clay countered his attacks, for the most part. After the fourth round, Clay told his trainer his eyes were burning, and so in a move that I'm sure would not happen today, Angelo Dundee put his pinky into Clay's eye and then into his own, and felt an immediate burning. I put my pinky in his eye, and then I put it into my eye. It burned like hell. There was something caustic in both eyes. The fifth round started, and allegedly, Clay could only see a shadow of Liston, However, by the sixth round, it had cleared and Clay took over the fight. By the end of the sixth, Liston went to his corner with a shoulder injury and the fight was called. Some say he had just had enough. Others say it was fixed. In either case, Cassius Clay was the new heavyweight champ. Two days later, he changed his name to Muhammad Ali. And for three years as Ali... He dominated the ring. He had a rematch with Liston where Liston was knocked out in round one and took down opponent after opponent before everything changed. The year was 1967, and on this day, April 28th, citing religious beliefs, Muhammad Ali refused induction into the United States Army. Ali showed up just before nine to the induction center with his assistant trainer and a photographer. He spent the morning going through all the formalities of induction, including mental and physical examinations, filling out all the paperwork, and giving his name as Muhammad Ali when asked. When it came time to step forward to take the oath, Ali remained motionless. An officer came up to him and explained the situation and asked if he understood the consequences. Ali said he did, and the call to step up and take the oath was once again made, and he once again did not move. He was then made to sign a document stating his refusal to join, then held a press conference where he said he was treated respectable, then handed out a typed statement before leaving. 
At the time, it was difficult for the world and the United States. The Vietnam War was going strong with thousands being drafted to go fight, and while many think of this as a time, as a period filled with protests and objections to the war, at that particular moment, most Americans supported it. But while a great deal of these people went to fight in that war, either by voicing just outright support or by simply feeling it was their duty, Ali countered these sentiments saying, I ain't got no quarrel with those Viet Cong. My conscience won't let me go shoot my brother or some darker people or some poor hungry people in the mud for big powerful America. And shoot them for what? He says a bit here that includes a racial slur which I'm not comfortable saying, but goes on to add, They never lynched me. They didn't put no dogs on me. They didn't rob me of my nationality, rape and kill my mother and father. Shoot them for what? How can I shoot them poor people? Just take me to jail. And so by claiming to be a conscientious objector, he refused to fight in the war. And he felt that that should be that. But the United States government saw it differently. While it is true that conscientious objections based on religious grounds are accepted, Ali had already expressed a willingness to fight in an Islamic holy war. This refusal to fight made the nation turn their backs on him, with David Susskind, a TV host, saying, I find nothing amusing or interesting or tolerable about this man. He's a disgrace to his country, his race, and what he laughingly describes as his profession. Jackie Robinson even condemned Ali, saying, Cassius has made millions of dollars off the American public, and now he's not willing to show his appreciation to a country that's giving him, in my view, a fantastic opportunity. So what did the government do in the situation? They stripped him of his titles, convicted him of draft evasion, sentenced him to five years in jail, fined him $10,000, and issued a three-year ban from boxing. But throughout it all, Ali held his head high. I would like to say to those of the press and those of the people who think that I lost so much by not taking this step, I would like to say that I did not lose a thing up until this very moment. I haven't lost one thing. I've gained a lot. Number one, I've gained a peace of mind. I've gained a peace of heart. Ali managed to stay out of prison by appealing his case, but his career was effectively on hold. For three years, he was unable to fight. Dundee would later say that he was robbed of his best years, his prime years. But Ali was able to get back into the ring October 26, 1970 in Atlanta, where he won by knockout. He would then go on to face Joe Frazier March 8, 1971, where he had his first professional loss. On June 28, 1971, in a unanimous decision, his case was overturned and that meant he would avoid jail. Ali would go on to become the only three-time heavyweight champion in the sport. He had a rematch with Frazier, the Thrilla in Manila, and he fought George Foreman in the Rumble in the Jungle, before announcing his retirement in 1979, but he had a short-lived return to the sport the following year. At age 42, Ali was diagnosed with Parkinson's, but he would stay active in the community working as a humanitarian before dying June 3rd, 2016.
That's going to do it for us today. If you like this podcast and want to hear more, give us a rate and a review. That helps me out and helps steer this in a direction that is hopefully good for all. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can find the Year Was audio version on your podcast app of choice. You can find me on social media and at YouTube at the Apple Cider Club. And as always, I want to thank the Tim Kreitz Band for our musical theme. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.